Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. You know what I've loved about the last four days? Um, Every time I went to bed at night watching the weather reports, I kept watching for stories about partly cloudy um, or mostly cloudy, maybe a peak of sun every now and then. And for the last four days, it's been nothing but beautiful skies and sun. And even though it's cold today, as we're recording this, um, it is still sunshine. And sunshine's always good for the soul. Mm, so, always. I, I'm happy. Always. Yeah. And it is supposed to be cold the next couple of days, but, um, you know, going back up to the 40s um, Sunday and the rest of the next week. So good. That's all good. Yeah. So do we sing happy birthday to you? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Laurie. Happy birthday to you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Do we want to say which one this is? Yeah, 62, baby. All right. (laughs) You know what? You don't ever hold back on age. I know. I think it's wonderful. Any plans? Uh, Yeah, a couple. Um, Going... When you're listening, we're having brunch this morning uh, for uh, uh, at Mansour's, and then mm-hmm. we are going to uh, to go for a little ride to pick up some things that I ordered from a 100% gluten-free bakery in Perkasie called Hassas Bakery, and then mm-hmm. we are going to Mary Jane and Steve Dixon's for a birthday dinner to, to, tonight. And then tomorrow we are off to have dinner and um, some fun time with my son, Sean, and his girlfriend, Katie. We're going out to dinner and 
going back to his house for dessert and his apartment, and then we'll come back home. So a nice day. Yes. So that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, happy about it. Mm Mm-hmm. So So there are other birthdays uh, this week, huh? This week? Randy? Well, Randy, we talked. Yeah, we talked about that last week. But Randy's is today. It was yesterday when you're listening, the third. So he's uh, the big 61. So for one day out of the year, the same age. Um, And (laughs) next week um, coming up. um, So, yeah, it's it's a packed um, February with birthdays. January and February. I have a belated birthday by the time you're listening to this to Dr. Linda Barace, whose birthday was the second. Yeah. Um, and also to uh, my friend Janet Kluza, who is also on February 2nd. And um, she has a whole bunch of people. I, I don't see who they are. I forget them. Um, we talk about some that, last week. Yeah. Um, let's see who and else. Is what about your brother? His is in two days. Well. I was just going to say, and then there are two people coming up next week. Uh, that would be my college roommate, Lynn's sister. It's her birthday uh, on Monday, as well as my brother, the infamous paper boy. His yeah. birthday is on Monday as well. And then I have to also say on Sunday, uh, Larry Clues' birthday is that day. And... Um, our, oh, that's it. We got them all. My goodness. There go. And there's more coming up, um, including Samita Aurora's birthday, who's uh, been one of our longtime sponsors. Her birthday is next Saturday. Yep. So, that's why I said we'll, we'll get them next week because I have a brother and a sister uh, with a birthday next week, too. So Okay. That's the end of the week. So we'll get them on the on the next week's show. But yeah, we'll lots them, of but good. Yeah, Denise too. Yeah, February's mm-hmm. a good month. So, what else is happening uh, in your world? What any? Well, I I I had a wonderful time on Wednesday of this week. I you know I've told you many times that I get together with uh, two of my college buddies, and we try to go someplace. At, I'd say in the greater Lehigh Valley, since it seems to be equally distant for all of us and Joni Glover gets the best end of that deal because she lives there but in any event um, we went to a really wonderful place called the Eastern Market and it's a, a kind of a, a, a miniature uh, what's the one that's in Philly the, the market, Reading Terminal Reading. Market mm-hmm. yeah and, and it had just uh, probably about seven to ten little shops it's all open inside of a warehouse and they had plenty of places for people to sit and eat tables that had four chairs six chairs two chairs all over the place but the the food was eclectic to say the least but it was quite um quite a, a display of different 
types of, of food, different uh, ethnicities and, and different focuses. And, of course, uh, there's a list of them if you go online, the Eastern Market. And the one, of course, that I was immediately drawn to was called Chaka Diem, which, um, which loosely translated is a, a chocolate of the day. Right. And, and the, uh, the place, it, it was just, I, I went there first, which was stupid. Because I, I looked at everything and I said, I'll have, you know, one of these, one of these. But they had an entire case filled with macarons. Now, we would say macarons, but the French would say macarons. Yeah. And, and they, uh, they were all kinds of incredible flavors. Strawberry, peach, um, of course, all different kinds of chocolates. And then I, they, and I just said, no, I can't go there. I said, I'll come back. For dessert, and then they had these two big fat chocolate cookies, and in between them, it's like the the old whoopie pies, you know, that has something in between. Yep. It's a kind yep. of a cream. Well, in yeah. this case, it was peanut butter with um, a, a white buttercream combination, and unbeknownst to me, our friend Janice, who was there, got there ahead of me. And bought one and said, she brought it back to the table and said, we'll split it. And I thought, that's a, God, that's a good idea because I, I could eat the whole thing. So we ended up, that was absolutely delicious. I was going to go back and get a dozen of the macaron of different types. But then I thought, no, Lynn, you, I have so much of sitting around of chocolate that everybody got for me either for Christmas or for stuff I baked for Christmas cookies that I'm still eating. And I just said, oh, I think I, I really would be, like, that would be overkill. So I passed on buying them, but at least I know where it is. And I thought the one thing that was really fun is on the countertop where you check out of this particular store, they had two mason jars and one said, you know, if you prefer dark chocolate, you know, put your money in here. So people were dumping dollars and stuff in that one. The other one is if you like milk chocolate, you put your money in there. I don't know what they were going to do with the money that was in there, if they were giving it to charity, but clearly there was two to one people putting money in to support dark chocolate. It was a cute, a cute gimmick, a cute idea. It is so anyway. because, and it's very, you know, I, I can't stand dark chocolate. It's just not, it's just not my, I, I would never eat chocolate again if it had to be that. I just wouldn't. So, uh, I would, get it. I would be just the opposite. I know. It's weird. I know. That's, it's weird. Yeah. And it's a, it's, and then I have some people who say, I don't care what kind of chocolate I'll eat as long as. Yes. So, yeah, I. Right. You know, I'm not a big chocolate lover anyway, but I like it and I eat it. Yeah, don't crave it. It's not like one of those things. I could care less if I ever eat it. I'd rather licorice. <clears throat> oh, dark yeah. licorice or no, the black any kind licorice. But it's red. But I can't eat it because the number one ingredient or one of the top ingredients in licorice is flour. So I can't. I can't eat it. Oh. But. That, yeah, like if I were going to pick years ago, if I were going to pick something in a 
store to get a candy bar or whatever, I'd get the licorice versus the chocolate. Well, I, I, there's something to be said for that, too. I love but licorice. I, chocolate. You know my nibbles and bits. I love many of the things they have. I love chocolate-covered cherries, stuff like that. But yeah. as a matter of fact, today, Carolyn Baldy, who owns Mansour's, speaking of that, she had on uh, Instagram a latte, a picture of a latte, and it was, wait to hear this, chocolate strawberry latte. Oh, my. That sounded so good. So, oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds good. But, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. I, that, But I do like, like, chocolate pudding, stuff like that, like chocolate mousse. That I yeah. absolutely love. It's but that's dark chocolate. I, I well, I don't. Well, not. What do you mean, dark chocolate? That chocolate mousse is, is dark chocolate. It doesn't. It's not only dark. There's cream in it, so it creams it up. Well, yes, it. Yeah, that's so true. But but the ingredient is dark chocolate. That could be, but I've never made it, so I don't know what's in it. And that could be the oh. case. But I don't like the bitterness of dark chocolate. That's the reason well, why. Well, I, I don't like either. It. I don't but, either. Yeah. Got to have yeah. enough sugar in it. Yeah, so, no. But anyway, as we just dispute our taste buds in the chocolate world, um, yeah, I, I just, and, and but, but it's appropriate to talk about chocolate because in the next, what, 12 days, almost two weeks, yeah. we'll be having the favorite day of the year, minus my birthday, is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And that'll be covered strawberried up the you-know-what and all yep. those fun and there is nothing like getting a, a one. I remember when I was younger and my mother would give, like, candy for Christmas or something to someone, and I would think, Mom, what the hell? What are you giving people candy for, right? <laughs> and now yeah. that's what I do. Now that's what I do. But, like, not like drugstore candy. Like, they're, <laughs> like, going to a candy, a chocolatier and buying good quality chocolate. Right. So Different thing. I told Patrick that what I want for Valentine's Day is just one of those monster boxes, a big heart-shaped box, and I want to get um, all dark chocolate, anything. And so maybe I'll have to send them up to uh, Nibbles and Bits. Oh, you see, absolutely, absolutely. Now, yes. Dunmore Candy Kitchen is good, too. I mean, you know, yes. Gertrude and Gertrude Hawks. Yeah, any, you know, you got to support these local chocolatiers. Oh, that's, yes. that's what we have to do. But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. And you're listening to the Laurie Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with a business called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. So, and um, Lynn, did I tell what? you about? Did I? Did you? Do you know who Mitch Album is? Yes. Okay. So, did I tell you that Hospice of the Sacred Heart is presenting a night with Mitch Album at the theater at North? Yes, you told me that that was in the works, but I didn't know that it was confirmed. Right. So it's April twentieth, and it's at the theater at North, and um, so. If anyone's interested, uh, you can I go am. on. Okay, so you can call the theater north, whoever. Uh, you'll look for the information. It'll be coming out. And um, the, you can purchase the tickets. There'll be books available for purchase. He will sign the books afterwards. There will be a signing um, session with Mitch. Um, and, it, again, it's at the theater, theater at north on um the 20th of April. So if anyone's mm-hmm. interested, just be on the lookout for that. If you're thinking about it, and, you know, he's written wonderful books, including um, one of my favorites, Tuesdays with Maury. I think that was his first yep. real successful um, story, and that was wonderful. I've read a bunch of his, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. He has a couple other ones out, and his latest one, and I'm trying to remember it, um, is something about on a uh, a boat. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. But he's um, it's really uh, it's cool because he, he I I I just love meeting these authors. You know, I think mm-hmm. it'll be. A- I do too. Yeah. So um, I think the thing that makes him so different than everybody else is that he was willing to take a position of, on something that is so controversial. You know, the, the issue of everybody has an opinion on what happens when you die. And that is a personal thing. Sometimes yeah. people, you know, take it 100% from their religious instruction and this is how it happens and this is where it goes. Other people have some doubts. Other people question it. Other people think there's... When you're dead, you're dead. There's nothing. Um, but I think that when he wrote the book, if it's Tuesdays, is that what it must be, Maury? Whatever it was, that book. You talked about the first one. Um, I think I think that he, he really stuck his neck out in, in challenging a lot of what people have been taught as to what happens when you die. And so kudos to him that he was willing to do that. And, oh, by the way, the book was very well written, and it was a, a, 
it was a, an enjoyable read, the kind that made you think all the way through it. And I, I can't wait to see this guy. I think he's wonderful. Yeah, so it was Tuesdays with Maury, the five people you meet in heaven. The, the new one is The Stranger in the Lifeboat. Um, mm -hmm. The more One More Day, um, The Timekeeper, uh, The Next Person You Meet in Heaven, Have a Little Faith, um, Finding Chica, uh, The First Phone Call from Heaven by Mitch Albin. And then he had some, because he was a sports writer prior to becoming, um, what does it say? He turned to writing. Uh, he was uh, having achieved national recognition for sports writing in his early career. He turned to writing inspirational stories and themes that weave through his books, plays, and films. Because he was in, um, he was in. Uh, there, there was a made-for-TV movie of Tuesdays with Maury. Jack Lemmon played Maury, and um, mm -hmm. Hank Daria played um, Mitch. And it, yeah. it was that was, that was great. But, yeah, so he's in, he's coming, he's, he's come in before for hospice many, many, many years ago. Uh, they did it down in Wilkes-Barre. I'm not, I think maybe it was at the Woodlands. I can't, I wasn't involved and I don't know, but I think I know it was in a Wilkes-Barre location. And this time it's in Lackawanna County and it's at, again, the Theater at North on the 20th of um, April. So looking forward to that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, because I wonder how, what, like you said, the risks and taking and this this kind of theme. Now he adopted a, a child from Haiti. He and his wife do a lot of philanthropic work um, and humanitarian work in Haiti. And um, so his other book, Chica, was one of the little girls they had, he adopted from from Haiti. So it's very lots of good stories that really go to his core and what he believes and what he thinks about. So it's really cool. So we're looking forward to that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, sounds good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's happening soon. So think about it. April 20th. Lynn will okay. be there. Yes, I will. I told Diane she could, we would do a show. She could come on and talk about it a little more as it gets a little closer. So we will do that. Good. Okay. From the first time they came, they brought him in. So that's good. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, it's all good. So what so, else? Is well, I'm looking at one thing that um, that I saw with uh, I think it was Ethel. You know, one of my favorite places. Uh, it's a place. Uh, it was a uh, an article written by a woman named Linda Hildebrand. And it's called The Roadmap for Healthy Longevity. And they're saying that, obviously, if we adapt some of this stuff, uh, we all benefit from something like this. She said that longer, healthier lives should be an economic shot in the arm to societies. Instead, age bias may cause nations to fail to invest in senior well-being just as older people become the best medicine for society's economic ills. Older people are projected to outnumber the young for the first time worldwide around 2030 in seven years. Aging societies are defined as people age 65 and older and the young as ages 50, 15 and younger. We are at a critical 
inflection point, perhaps even a precipice between the realization that of our negative assumptions or pursuing an optimistic future of healthy longevity, avoidable disability, and social infrastructure, physical environments, education, work, and retirement. People of all ages benefit when older and disabled people thrive, contrary to stereotypes that they burden younger adults. In contrast, it costs society to care for people in poor health or who are displaced from the workforce and underused in volunteer work. Let me find that thing here. It keeps escaping me. Uh, it does. It keeps jumping, and I can't stop it, um, and it's a good thing. Let's see. The paper um, is, is something in a, an article that was written in a journal called Nature Aging. So longer, hold on, we're moving away again. The paper plucks from the Global Roadmap for Healthy Longevity Report that the National Academy of Medicine published in June of 2022. This person who wrote this, Freed, I guess is how you pronounce it, F-R-I-E-D, or Fried, uh, who is the Dean of Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health says roadmap points a vision for 2050 of an age-inclusive society that engages everyone with meaningful purpose regardless of health. Its action plan urges reforms in health care delivery, social infrastructure, physical environments, education, work, and retirement. People of all ages, oh, we did this already. Oh, I don't know how this disappears, but it does. So anyway, the roadmap, according to this thing, uh, the findings and recommendations in its Vision 2050 include healthier, healthier longer-lived adults bring assets to the economy and to society at a scale that delivers dividends to all ages. The costs of failing to invest in healthy longevity risks young people aging with more ill health. Older populations have value and should engage in meaningful and productive activities, which in turn binds generations. All of society needs to transform in alignment to achieve Vision 2050, returns on investments, <laughs> returns on investments could be high. Oh, I wish this thing would stop it. Um, I, I don't know. This is not doing this. I can't understand it. But anyway, the report maps three target investments in its five-year gold goal called longevity dividends. One area is work and retirement. Another area is volunteerism. And the third one is lifelong learning. It calls on legislatures to enact legal protections for both physical and financial safety and on the private sector 
and social infrastructure to design policies for older workers to remain on the job as long as they choose. It seeks the same protections and incentives for seniors who work in gig earning models and who volunteer. One specific roadmap target is income stability and job security for older workers during periods of disability. COVID-19 spawned new and successful collaborations between private and public sectors. The circle includes individuals, nonprofit charities, government, and non-governmental organizations. A quick development of COVID vaccines is an example of success when academic and government oh, here it goes again. And, and when government institutions intensely collaborate with private industry, not just the pharmaceutical companies that develop the the, the vaccines. It's driving me crazy. It just kind of jumps to a whole page. Anyway, the point is, what she's saying is is something that's very valid. And the scary thing is, by 2050, and people don't know this, by 2050, there'll be more people who are older in this world than those who are younger, under the age of 65. So if we don't see that there are some things we need, there are some things we need to change in the way we approach aging in this country, we're going to have some serious problems because if we don't pass on something that is of value to the younger generations, the younger generations are going to end up like they said. They're going to be sicker. They're going to die sooner. And the whole, the whole thing will flip on its head. Now, how we do this, I'm not sure, but that's maybe what we have to do for another time. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. 
Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director and certified financial planner with a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And uh, we want to do a little shout out here to our, our friend, Scott Linett, attorney at law, who is um, an estate planning attorney. And he sends out newsletters, which we've talked about before. And this one, most recently this week, came out with something that I thought was really an important thing for people to think about. Because it's something that uh, is one of those things that kind of falls away from um, your consciousness in time. It's one of those that you think once you've done it, it, it's done and forget about it. But here's a perfect example of what he says in in this uh, the cover letter for the newsletter he was sent out today. So a colleague of mine handled the estate involving the tragic death of a young wife and mother. A mistake on the life insurance policy made the situation far worse. The young woman was married for five years. She had a life insurance policy from before she was married. Unfortunately, she never updated the beneficiary designation on her policy after she married. She thought that by naming her husband in her will, her husband would receive the life insurance proceeds. The beneficiary named in her policy was an old boyfriend whom she had broken up with years before. The result, even though the woman left everything to her husband in her will, her old boyfriend received the proceeds from her life insurance policy. And this this blog is about the importance of that. So, here's the story. Investing in life insurance is a foundational part of estate planning. And when done right, it's a primary way to say, I love you, to your loved ones after you're gone. However, when naming your policy's beneficiaries, Several mistakes can lead to potentially dire consequences for the people you're investing to protect and support. The following four mistakes are among the most common. Number one, failing to name a beneficiary. Although it would seem common sense, whether intentional or not, far too many people fail to name any beneficiary on their life insurance policies or inadvertently name their estate as a beneficiary. Both of those errors will mean your insurance proceeds must go through the court process known as probate. During probate, a judge will determine who gets your insurance death benefits. This process can tie the benefits up in court for months 
or even years, depending on who the beneficiaries of your estate are under the law. Moreover, probate opens up the proceeds to creditors, which can seriously deplete or even totally wipe out the funds. To keep your insurance proceeds out of court, make certain you designate at the very least one primary adult beneficiary. In case your primary beneficiary dies before you, you should also name a contingent or alternate beneficiary. Name more than one contingent beneficiary for maximum protection in case your primary and secondary choices die before you. And where I find that that happens most often is when people have group life insurance at work because you, you kind of fill out the forms online for a lot of people and where it comes to the beneficiary, you can't decide so you ignore it. Then by default, it has to go to your estate. And all of what I just said is true. It no longer passes directly to an individual. It no longer bypasses the courts. It no longer bypasses any potential estate taxes. So it's extremely important. And even in what I just read, you got to make them, you got to, you got to remember that when you have life events happen, you need to make sure that your beneficiaries are in sync with that. And that's the second one he said, forgetting to update beneficiaries. While failing to name any beneficiaries is a huge mistake, not keeping your beneficiary designations up to date can be even worse. This is particularly true if you're in a second or more marriage and fail to remove an ex-spouse as beneficiary, which can leave your current spouse with nothing when you die. To prevent this, you should review your beneficiary designations annually as part of an overall review of your estate plan and immediately update your beneficiaries upon events like divorce, death, and births. And I have seen it, and I've said this before on the show, where I have dealt with women who have been through divorces and their attorneys never told them that they should do something about the life insurance policies and take their ex-husbands off the beneficiary designation. Really important. Three, a big mistake is naming a minor or their guardian as the beneficiary. You're technically permitted to name a minor child as the beneficiary, but it's never a good idea. Minor children cannot receive insurance benefits until they reach the age of maturity. And it can be as old as 21 in some states, 18 in Pennsylvania. In the event a minor is listed as beneficiary, the proceeds will be distributed in a court appoint, to a court-appointed custodian who will manage the funds and it says in parentheses, often for a not insignificant fee until the child reaches the age of maturity. At that point, all benefits are distributed to the beneficiary outright and unprotected. So if you have $500,000 insurance policy and you name your child who's 14 years old as the beneficiary, know that when they turn 18, they get a check for $500,000. Not always the smartest thing to do. Uh, anyway, uh, number four, naming an individual with special needs as a beneficiary. Although a loved one with special needs is likely one of the first people you consider naming as beneficiary of your life insurance policy, 
doing so can have tragic consequences. Leaving insurance directly to someone with special needs could disqualify that individual from receiving much-needed government benefits. Rather than naming someone with special needs as a beneficiary, you should create a special needs trust to receive the insurance proceeds. This way, the money won't go directly to the beneficiary upon your death. Still, it would be managed by the trustee you name and dispersed according to the trustee's terms without affecting benefit eligibility. And the rules governing special needs trusts are complicated and vary greatly from state to state. So if you have a child with special needs, meet with somebody to discuss what you need to do because it's more than just life insurance. So that's important. I thought people should hear about that, especially because of the fact that people forget to change the beneficiaries. And especially when you have... If you had one child at the time that you did your will, which is often a reason that prompts people to go out and get their estate planning done, if you name that child, then any subsequent children are disinherited. So make sure that you put down all their names and their relationship and that they should receive however much you want, a third, a third, a third, you know, however you want to do it. But a lot of people forget that part, too. So please remember, if you have, if you did that originally and you named the first child you have and you've had subsequent children or adopted children, make sure that their names are on there if that's what you want. Wow. So I think that's a, that's a critical thing that people just, it just goes away because it's one of those you think it's once and done. Um and, and for life situations, like I said, with divorce uh, or the, the death of a spouse, you need to change these things. And people, I don't know why, but a lot of lawyers don't even say that to people. You know, they, they go through the estate process and get the estate all resolved. And, and nobody ever says, oh, by the way, did you change the beneficiaries on your insurance policy? Right. No. Yeah, because that so. happens and it really does happen. It does. And especially that situation that he talked about where there was a woman who thought, and, and this is a misconception so many people have. They don't understand that insurance policies, pensions, and some other types of assets do not pass through your estate. So by naming someone in your will, you have not resolved those other issues. Like that woman thought that because she gave her husband everything, that would include the insurance policy. But it doesn't. So it's important to really take a look at that. What? I'm just hoping that all the five men I've been married to in the past forgot to change the beneficiary on their Me too. Me too, because it would be quite a payday. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. All the five. Yeah. I think so. That's pretty sad. You know, the five people you meet in heaven, well, what about the five people you're you're married to who you want on your life insurance? Gosh. Yeah, that's it. Tell we have a little bit of time. You want to do a question? Some sure, questions? I'll write it. All right, all right. Let me see. Um, 
um, what's the best part of growing older? That's the question. Yep. The best part of growing older is, um, I don't know, there's a lot of good parts to it, but it's, it's when you grow older, you look, you can look back and say, like, you know, oh, I did all these things and I made all, I made it to this and, and not knowing what the future is going to bring at, at ages that you think about those things and now you're in this do you know what I mean? Like you don't, I yeah. know we have fun with the help of God, but like you can look at it and say, wow, you know, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of years that you, that things were okay. You know, yeah. you just uh, don't care. You don't, not you don't care. You, you, you're, you're, you're so much more who you are, um, you know, that you, you, it's just easier. It's easier to be who you are. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's easier mm-hmm. to be who you are. I think you yeah. kind of, um, you, you, what's the word I want to use? Rough out the, the rough edges. You just, you mellow them down and you feel a lot more confident in your ability to weather the storms because yeah. you've been through them before and you know you yeah. came out okay. And I think that that's, there's a, there's a, a phrase that Pat always said to me. When I, even when I was in my 20s, I remember this. And it's the one thing that always calmed me down and got me kind of stabled, stabilized. And that, that is, he'd say to me, Lynn, when they write the history, of, and this, at this time it was the 21st century, <laughs> when, they, when they write the history of the 21st century, will they include this? And I said, uh, no, then it's not that important. Okay. Well, that <laughs> and that's a good always, perspective to have. What? That's a good perspective to have. Well, he always has the great pearls of wisdom. So here we go. And I have to give a yeah. big thank you to our dear friend Miss Joni Gluver, as I call her. Okay. Gluver. She sent me a beautiful birthday card with holy guacamole on the front, and she's very sweet. <laughs> she, I hope to see you in chair at. Um, at the at the uh, Dinapoli Evans household at the at the lake for Super Bowl. So, big yep. shout our dear friend Joni Glover. Glover. Okay. Anyway, we'll see yeah. you next week. We um, will. You know, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.